Well, our theme is how to love and deal with difficult people. Yes. Of course, we're not talking about you. We're talking about some other people, right? The truth is, the truth is all of us at different points in time have been difficult and are difficult. And my wife would probably say, amen. <laughs> or Stephanie said it for her. <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> okay. I started a, a brief series of messages from the book of Colossians recently. And uh, when we got to verse 4, we discovered that verse 4 says, why don't we read it in unison? And by the, by the way, yes, some of you notice what Bible I have uh, in the front. And uh, you, some of you are thinking, oh, he's got a different Bible today. Well, this is a beautiful Bible that my wife gave me for Christmas this year. I think she was getting concerned that my other Bible was really starting to fall apart. But uh, I thank the Lord for this beautiful Bible from my wife. And uh, Colossians 1, verse 4 in unison says, here it is, For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people. We have heard of your faith and your love for all of God's people. When I came to that verse, I was reminded, of course, that there are many other places in the Bible where God says to us, love one another, love one another repeatedly. And we sang some beautiful songs earlier in the service on the theme of love. Thank you, musicians. And as, as I stopped and thought about this verse, we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I thought, that's wonderful that the Apostle Paul said that. The question is, how? How, whether it was in the first century when this was written or whether it's now in 2023, how in the world can we love and deal with difficult people? Right? How do we do that? So, I shared with you the first message in this particular series on this theme. I shared with, uh, with you just uh, recently part one, and now we're going to come to part two in a moment. But in part one, in part one, here's a little summary. We talked about, you'll see the main points here on the screen, we talked about very demanding, pushy people, loud mouths, bulldozers, and bullies, okay? If you've uh, encountered some of those folks along the way, if you didn't hear last, last time's message, I want to encourage you to listen because I believe we shared some truth there that can really help you. Then we talked about dealing with very critical, picky people. Critical, picky people. Then we also talked about the crybabies or chronic complainers or discontented people. And then fourthly, last time, we talked about the hidden agenda, hidden agenda, difficult people. All right? So that was part one. Now we come to part two, to part two, and uh, we're going to start by talking about drumroll. We're talking about the gossipers. We're not talking about you, but we're talking about other people, all right? The gossipers, would you believe 
that according to research, would you believe this, according to research, about 51% of the population says they have spread a piece of gossip at some point. Can you believe that? Well, yes, you can. You don't have any problems believing that, huh? Okay. All right? Wow. So, who do you think gossips more, men or women? I heard people say men. All right, hold on. How many of you think men gossip more? Please put your hand up. How many of you think men gossip more? Not that many of you put your hand up. Okay, all right. So how many of you think women gossip more? Let's see your hands. Oh, wow, wow. Thousands of hands went up. <laughs> Millions. <laughs> Millions of hands went up. Oh, wow, I see uh, uh, the online viewers. Oh, millions of hands went up. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, how, how many of you think men and women are tied for gossiping? How many of you? Oh, I see that hand, Nick. Yes. Okay, three or four of you. Okay. Well, the research says, the research says 55% of women gossip and, and only, only, 46% of, of men gossip. All right. Men, men, isn't it good to know that we men do not win, we do not win the prize for gossiping? Isn't it good to know? Right? All right. Now here's a question for you. People in what age group are less likely to gossip? Wait now, wait. People in what age group are less likely to gossip? Teens, young adults, middle-aged adults, or people who are 65 and over? Okay, let's have a show of hands. Uh, people what age are less likely to gossip? How many of you think more teens? Put your hand up. Teens. Yeah, I said are less likely to gossip. Yes, don't get it wrong. <laughs> How many of you think teens are less likely to gossip? Well, put your hand up. A few hands, okay. How many think young adults are less likely to gossip? Okay, a few more hands. How many of you think middle-aged adults are less likely to gossip? Middle-aged adults, okay, a few more hands went up. How many of you think people who are 65 and older are less likely to gossip. Put your hand up. Oh, yes, a lot more hands. And the answer is, the answer is, people who are 65 and older are less likely to gossip, okay? So, young, young people, young people, give the older people a hand and learn from them, okay? Come on, give older people a hand for not being experts in gossiping. <laughs> okay. Fact check. My wife says fact check. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's listen to what God says in our Holy Bible about gossiping. Proverbs 3, verse 13 says, why don't you read it in unison with me? A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. 
Proverbs 16, verse 28 says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. How true, right? One definition of gossip is this. Sharing information with someone who is not a part of the solution or part of the problem. They have nothing to do with it. I like the definition of gossip that I read in a dictionary which says, says this. It says, gossip is, why don't you read it with me from the screen, casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. That's a good definition, isn't it? People up in the balcony, that's a good definition, don't you think? Yes. All right. Now, here are some of the consequences of gossip, especially in the workplace, as expressed by the Very Well Organization. That's the name of the organization, believe it or not. All right? Here's some consequences of gossip in the workplace. Many of you probably know these. There's the erosion of trust and morale. Correct? There is lost productivity. There is increased anxiety among employees as rumors circulate without clear information as to what is and isn't fact. Correct? There is also divisiveness among employees as people take sides. And there are hurt feelings and hurt reputations. Those are some of the consequences of gossip. Gossip is destructive in workplaces, in families, schools, businesses, and, of course, in churches as well. Gossip can be very painful, especially if social media is being used. You have probably heard of how some people became so upset, especially examples of young people in recent months and years. Some people became so upset, so depressed, sadly, that they committed suicide on account of someone or several people gossiping about them on social media. And so it can be no joke, no joke whatsoever. Sherry Gordon, writing in Understanding the Impact of Rumors and Gossip, says some very important things. Uh, Sherry says, gossip usually involves love, relationships, sex, and other issues that people usually do not talk about publicly. Additionally, gossip almost always causes pain and humiliation for the person that it is about. People share gossip, she says, without any thought of how it might impact the person it is about. I came across an article which explained why, why kids, and especially youth, youth, gossip. Here are some of the reasons. 
By the way, in all my years of pastoring, I have never spent this much time on this subject. Uh, in large part because, quite frankly, I, I've, I've generally thought, maybe I've been naive, naive, I've generally thought that Christians don't gossip. But other people have told me in the last few years, Pastor Nick, you're sometimes too naive, you know? Okay? So I'm spending some time on it today to correct all the other times that I didn't spend any time on it. All right. So some reasons why kids, and especially youth, gossip. Here are some reasons. To feel better. To feel better. When people feel bad about themselves, they will sometimes target other people to try to make themselves feel better. And as a result, they talk about others as a way to deflect attention from themselves. Did you know that? Yep, says someone. Here's another reason why, why youth spread rumors or engage in gossip. Another reason is to feel accepted. To feel accepted. If everyone else in their circle of friends is gossiping or spreading rumors... Kids and youth feel like they have to do the same thing in order to be accepted. Many times, peer pressure will play a factor in spreading gossip. Does that make sense to you? Yes? Here's another reason why youth and children gossip. To get attention. To get attention. When teens know a secret that nobody else knows, or they are the first person in the group to hear a rumor, it makes them the center of attention. As a result, kids that are trying to fit in or climb the social ladder in their group might use gossip and rumors as a tool to gain popularity. Here's another reason why young people might gossip. To gain power. To gain power. Sherry Gordon says, Some teens want to be in control and at the top of the social ladder. When kids are at the top of the social ladder or are determined to climb higher, they sometimes accomplish that by diminishing the status of another person. Spreading rumors or gossiping is one of the primary ways people, especially mean girls, jockey for social status. Interesting. Here's another reason for gossiping. To get revenge. To get revenge. When teens are envious of another person's looks, popularity, or money, they might use gossip and rumors to hurt that person. They also tend to use gossip and rumors to get back, to get back at someone who they feel deserves to be hurt. Making up a rumor or spreading gossip sometimes satisfies their need for revenge. And here's another reason for gossiping. This one, I should have thought of this. I should have thought of this. 
but it took me a while to really get a hold of it. To relieve boredom. To relieve boredom. Research indicates that boredom is often the number one reason why teens spread rumors. These teens are bored with their lives because there is not enough drama. And so as a result, they resort to rumors and gossip to spice things up and make life more exciting. All right? Now, the reasons we've talked about in these last few moments here, especially about youth and children, they are real, but you know what? The reality is a lot of those reasons pertain not only to younger people. They pertain to us adults as well. Correct? Correct. All right. Let me also say, please, do not... Do not spiritualize gossip. Don't spiritualize gossip. What does that mean? It means, it means don't gossip to someone and, and then say, oh, you know, I thought I, thought I should tell you this just, just so you can pray for that person. All right? That's what I mean about don't spiritualize gossip. Um... Our office administrator, Olivia, is such a smart, bright young lady. I, I said to her when I gave her my notes that needed to be prepared for the uh, technicians and that, I, I, I said to her, um, do you know what I mean by don't spiritualize gossip? And that girl just hit it on the head, just told me exactly what spiritualizing gossip means. Okay. All right, uh, let, me, let me just get, get a little drink here of water. Okay, how? Let's move on to how should you and I deal with gossip? It's one thing to talk about, but okay, how do we deal with it? I really want to encourage you to try to remember or, or write out at least some of these truths here. Okay, number one, how to deal with gossip. Number one, if you are a gossiper, stop it. Brilliant, isn't that? Brilliant? If you are a gossiper, stop it. Remember that according to the research, 51% of the population say they have spread gossip at some point in time. So I'm not, I'm not talking to just, you know, one or two people here. We're, we're talking about half the population. So if you are a gossiper, stop it, number one. Number two, number two. If you know who the source of the gossip is, if you know who the source is, go to him or her and tell them, the real story, okay? Tell them what really happened. Tell them the correct version. Um, and basically ask him or her to stop spreading the gossip. In the Bible, Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 17, gives us some guidance, gives us some guidance about 
taking someone else along with you as a witness or even two people to, uh, to talk to a person and try to correct the situation. Follow me on this. In the plaza at Markham Road and Lawrence Avenue, how many are acquainted? You probably drive by Markham Road and Lawrence quite often, right? Yes, a lot of you do. All right. In that plaza here in Toronto, there, there was a CAA store, and as far as I know, it is still there. CAA is the short form for Canadian Automobile Association. You, you can become a, a member of the CAA club by paying an annual fee. Some of you know this, some of you don't. You can become a member by pay, paying an annual fee. And it means that if your car, if your car breaks down on the road or the highway, you can phone CAA and they will, they will come, usually within an, within an hour, to try to get your car started if your battery needs a jump uh, or if you need a flat tire change, they will help you with that. Or if you need a tow, they will tow it to uh, the, the garage, the repair garage of your choice. Well, CAA has a few stores here in Toronto, in the city, where you can go. You can go and buy a membership, get some maps if you are driving across Canada or driving into the States, or, or, or you can book a trip through CAA, all right? How many of you are acquainted with CAA? About half of you, I'd say. Okay, so that's why I gave a little explanation because, some, you know, not everyone knows all these organizations. Well, a few years ago, a few years ago, I drove into the plaza where the CAA store was located at Markham and Lawrence. I drove in there. I quickly parked, not really thinking. I, I quickly parked where, you know, wherever I could find that spot. I quickly parked. The, the plaza was really full. It was busy. And, and I quickly walked into the CAA store to get a map or whatever I needed. When I left the CAA store and I was getting into my car, I realized something important. On my right was the CAA store. On my left, however, right next door was the beer store. Yeah. I had parked, I had parked either right in front of or very, very close to the beer store, the beer store, although I didn't notice it when I parked. As I was getting back into my car after going to CAA, as I was going back into my car to drive away, I looked at that beer store and I thought, I thought, hey, hundreds of people or thousands of people know that my license plate says honor, H-O-N-O-U-R. A lot of you here know that. I thought, you know, if some of you had seen my car in front of the beer store, some of you might have started to gossip. Not Bobita, no, she's, she's just a pure lady here and her mom, you know. Not, not you, but I'm talking about other people. <laughs> okay? Okay? Some, some of you might have started gossip saying things like, you know what? Pastor Nick 
Pastor Nick is a hypocrite. He preaches, do not drink any alcohol, uh, whatever, whatsoever. But, but on such and such a day, I saw his car right in front of the big beer store. And uh, you know what? As the gossip w- would have been passed along, somehow the story would have been expanded. It probably would have been expanded to say, you know, Pastor Nick was coming out of the beer store, uh, and, and, and I saw him, I saw him with four cases of beer and four cases of whiskey and four cases of, of, of uh, wine and four cases of Greek ouzo. I don't even know if they sell Greek ouzo in these places, okay? And, and, and the message would have been passed on, what a hypocrite Pastor Nick is, Right? Well, fortunately, fortunately, no one who knew me, as far as I know, <laughs> no one who knew me saw my car parked uh, in front of the beer store. But if a rumor like that had started, I would have, I would have tried to find out who started the gossip, and I would have gone up to him or her and said, my friend, My friend, it is true that on such and such a day, I did park my car in front of the beer store, but I honestly did not go into the beer store. I went into the CAA store right next door. And I would say to that person, I wasn't thinking, and I foolishly parked in front of the beer store. And that is what happened, and that is the real story, the honest story truth. And um, what I am saying is that sometimes you or I have to tell the real story to try to stop the gossip, right? And I know that sometimes even when you tell the real story, it goes in one ear and out the other, right? By the way, by the way, in, in regards to my license plate, in regards to my license plate being honor, I think I might have told you this story a few, uh, I don't know, some years, a few years ago. In, my, in regards to my license plate being honor, this is true, it happened. Uh, a few years ago, I drove into another plaza. I drove in, and a lady drove in at the same time with me, okay? She drove in, and I got out of my car. She got out of hers, and as she got out of hers, she said, excuse me, sir, excuse me, um, I noticed your license plate says honor. I said, yes, ma'am, yes, it is honor. Yeah, she said, I noticed it says honor. Are, are you a judge? Are you a judge? I said, no. I said, no, uh, the license plate is just, just a little reminder to my wife how I want her to address me. You know? <laughs> True story, true story. <laughs> that, that, lady, that lady looked at me, looked at me. She, she was not happy with that answer. <laughs> and, then, and then I burst out laughing and I, I said, I'm only kidding you. I'm only kidding you. And I, I, I said to her, my license plate means honor the Lord. And then she laughed, not laughed, but she smiled. She said, oh, she said, that's so wonderful. 
I had a little talk with her. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, here, is, here is a third idea for trying to stop gossip. Okay, I'm giving you some ideas here because this is a major regular problem. All right. Thirdly, ask a parent, a friend, or a pastor to speak to the gossiper. Now, Dr. Lisa Autar would probably be happy to, to help you. <laughs> She's probably thinking, no, I wouldn't, but if I had to, I would. <laughs> All right, ask a parent, a friend, or a pastor to speak to the gossiper. Okay, that's number three. Number four, number four. Stop dwelling on what other people are saying about you. Got it? Stop dwelling on that. Ignore them. Ignore them. You know, sometimes a person will discover that someone is gossiping about them, for instance, on social media, and they will get very upset and respond back on social media. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah? Okay. The next day, the next day, they read some more garbage which someone has typed in about them, and they get more upset, more angry. The best thing to do is to ignore it. Ignore it, my friend. Amen. When the gossiper does not get a reaction from you, soon he or she will give up on getting a rise out of you. Sometimes it is best to ignore people. Got it? Teenagers, young people, don't keep responding. Just stay away. Stay away from the social media. Stay away. And pretty soon, whoever it is that's bothering you, that's spreading gossip, will say, ha, I give up. I don't, I'm not getting a reaction from that person anymore. Okay? All right. Here's a fifth way, a fifth way to, to help you deal with gossip. Number five, pray, obviously. Pray for an end to the gossip. And then number six, the sixth way to help you. If a gossiper persists, if they just won't stop it, don't have anything to do with them. Okay? Don't have anything to do with, it, with them. And number seven, number seven. If a gossiper still persists, pay. What do you see? Okay, it's on the screen. All right. So if a gossiper still persists, pay a lawyer 200 to $300 to send a letter to the person stating that you will take legal action against them if they don't stop the gossiping. And that will usually shut them up. All right? I'm serious. Question. Are you a gossiper? I told you earlier, research says 51% of the population gossips. If you are a part of that 51% of the population, stop it. 
Stop it. Plain and simple. In English, stop it. In Greek, stop it. In Macedonian, in Greek, whatever. Italian, stop it. In Guyanese, stop it. Or Jamaican. How do you say it in Jamaican? Stop it, man. That's right. Well, in this message, I actually had hoped, had hoped to get into the insulters and then into the volcanoes. But I'll have to leave, leave uh, that subject matter for next Sunday morning, all right, along with sharing some other truth. My, my friends, in all my years of pastoring, I, as far as I recall, I have never spent a whole message on the subject of gossip. Never, and even today I had not intended to spend the whole message. But as I was working on this message and developing it, I thought, you know what? I need to provide the various truths that I've shared with you. Because in recent years I have come to understand that unfortunately gossip is a problem. And as I speak these words, sadly, some of you... Some of you here in the sanctuary, on the main level, up in the balcony, others watching online, and radio listeners, some of you have been deeply hurt across the years by gossip. And in fact, some of you are still carrying the scars, emotional scars, because someone gossiped about you. Right? As we sing this closing song today, if it would help you to spend some moments in prayer at the altar, I want you to come and feel free and just pray and unload to the Lord and say, Lord, Lord, I still need some healing from gossip that I experienced as a child or as a teenager or as an adult. And just, just talk to the Lord honestly. And the Lord has his way of helping us heal those hurts. Heal those hurts. It may also be that as I'm sharing here with you, it may be that, that you are someone who, for whatever reasons, you don't want to broadcast it, but you're someone that has, has had a tendency to gossip. Maybe for some of the reasons that I spoke of in this message, or some other reasons. And um, if you know that to be a fact, then I, I want you to come and pray. And, 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 and you know, I'm not going to identify who's, who's praying for what, right? But you come and pray and say, Lord, I really need your help to, to get rid of my gossip gossiping spirit or gossiping nature, whatever it is. And my friends, the good news is, the good news is, the Lord is able to forgive whatever sin we have committed. Gossiping is a sin. It is a sin. And the good news is, the Lord is able to forgive us.
forgive you. He's able to forgive us not only for gossip, but for every, every possible sin. And the Bible says that when we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. And the reason we can be forgiven of our sins is because Jesus, the Son of God, died on the cross to pay the price for your sins and mine. So let's receive that forgiveness that the Lord offers to you and to me. And as we seek for forgiveness, we are forgiven, we are adopted into the family of God, and we receive, we receive the promise of heaven. Why don't you stand? Why don't you, why don't you stand? And as we sing, those of you who wish to come and pray about the matters I've just spoken of, or any other matter, you feel free to come. The Lord loves you, and we love you. Let's sing.